Welcome to another episode of Palm Harbor Local. I'm your host, Florida native and real estate ninja, Donnie Hathaway. You know, I started this podcast because I'm extremely passionate about connecting you with the people and the local businesses that make Palm Harbor so special. Palm Harbor, Florida is a great place to live, work, and play. It has everything you could dream of, from the food, the outdoors, the lifestyle, to the people in the community. I wanted to create a podcast that connected the community and inspired everyone to live better. To join this community and stay up to date on all things Palm Harbor, visit my website. It's palmharborlocal.com and sign up there to join the locals. And remember, together, we keep Palm Harbor local. Scott Bedell joining the podcast in person this time. Um, this is round two. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me back, Don. So uh, you are a certified business coach helping others turn their passions and purpose into profits with a focus on time, team, and money. Some things we've, we've talked about a lot recently in our conversations. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. We, um, we have our firm, we have a team of seven coaches. And we've, we've grown throughout the Tampa Bay area and helped businesses grow and scale their companies. And I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Yeah. So why don't we start? Um, I mean, if you haven't listened to, to Scott's first episode, go back and listen to that. I was back in November of, of 21. We were just looking at, but, um, uh, you're with action coach Tampa Bay. So, um, start off again, just kind of recapping like what you guys do there and helping other businesses kind of grow and scale um, their their business. Excellent. Yeah. So I'm one of the partners at Action Coach Tampa Bay. And our discipline really is, I love how Michael Gerber, if, a couple books that I think were really critical to, to my success on the first and second company I launched is a book by Michael Gerber called The E-Myth. And where he basically talks about how most all business owners, 99.9% of all business owners start a business either because they have a technical expertise or they are entrepreneurial minded and they see a gap in the marketplace where they feel they could offer a valuable service. And that's, that's usually how most everyone enters into starting a business. Then they get into this tricky situation where they start growing revenue, they start growing, in some cases, a team, and they find themselves in a situation where they're somewhat frustrated with how to get to the next level Mm -hmm. because they've built it off of their own back and off of their own work ethic or certain values. Mm -hmm. However, what Michael Gerber exposes in the E-Myth is that you need to actually develop your systems versus developing people. And when the more you develop your systems, you can have people that run the systems and you focus on building those. And that's what fundamentally Action Coach does. Uh, Action Coach is a global organization over 88 countries worldwide. It's helped over hundreds of thousands of business owners build a business that can work without them. And we own the Tampa Bay franchise. So seven counties throughout Hillsborough and Pinellas, where we help actually even you know, walking in here today, I go, wait a second. We worked with Berkshire <laughs> yeah. uh, Home Service. In fact, we worked the owners at our firm uh, for well over five years. And I believe they're producing over a billion dollars in annual revenue now. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and so every business starts with humble beginnings. Mm. Every business starts with an idea and, and family. And the difference between growing that to something that works without the owner is uh, what we kind of want to talk about today, which is leverage, how to, mm. how to get more done in less time and to grow something that you can exit at some point. And it's something that I wish someone would have talked to the 24-year-old me. Mm. Context, I'm switching the numbers around. I'm 42 now instead of 24. <laughs> Four kids later yeah, and uh, 20 years in business. And I, I love the fact that I get to educate business owners that the true definition of a business is a commercial profitable enterprise that works without the owner. Keyword with without the owner, or key right? Phrase without the owner. So I want to go back to like something you you mentioned, like the the two reasons that people get into business is one because they they have a, a skill set um, around that that business, or they just have that mindset of being an entrepreneur. Is there one that is more successful than the other, or one that has an easier, uh? an easier path to growth mm. or, or, or do, does, you know, I, yeah, let's start there. Like, does one have an easier path to, to growth there? That's a great question. I'd love for those listening or anyone who chimes in later, they could probably challenge me on this because I don't have all this stats and data on that. Yeah. However, if we just think through it, you know, both of them have qualities, merits and, and, you know, blind spots. Uh, technicians, business owners that we work with that are technical savvy. So they, they tend to be great operators and tend to get frustrated with others not being able to do it as well as them. Mm. And we can talk on that in a minute and how that yeah. relates to time. Yeah. And then on the entrepreneur side, they're, they let go easily. Almost um, their, their risk tolerance is much higher their willingness to make mistakes, fail fast and move forward is a, is a key attribute. Mm -hmm. And we talk about the success cycle of business. I brought this for you for success cycle of business, six keys to a winning team. One of them is to support risk-taking. So entrepreneurs have a natural knack for risk-taking. However, where they tend to fail is in the systemization of creating consistency. Because the number one reason why people will continue to buy a, a brand or buy into a brand, build loyalty, mm -hmm. is not price. In fact, price is number five. It's not even the number of services you offer or the quality of the services. It's in the top five, but it's not number one. Mm. The number one reason people will con continuously come back is due to confidence in your product or service based on your consistency. Hmm. And if you think about that and you want to challenge me on that, look at McDonald's. Yeah, can, can, yeah. can you and I make a better burger than McDonald's? Well, most likely. Yeah, yeah a thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is that whether you go to uh, Palm Harbor or China or anywhere in the world, you yeah. walk into a McDonald's and you're going to see the same colors. You're going to see the same. Well, now they have a bunch of different products. But the idea is that it's the same structure. Now, they've systemized it to a scale to where each franchise location, again, you challenge me on the specs of this. I might be pulling old data, but the average franchise used to value it around a million dollars per franchise. Guess how old 
the average manager running a million dollar franchise McDonald's corporation, mm. how old they are. I imagine they're younger, right? Yeah. I mean, the way I'm positioning it, yeah. you go, well, there's got to be a shock <laughs> yeah. to it. They can't be like in their forties, but just give me a number. What do you think? Yeah. 35? 20. 20. 20 years old. Is the average franchise owner? Uh, the 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 manager oh the manager running of a a million oh, dollar franchise okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the idea is the reason they can hire a twenty year old to run a million dollar franchise because they've systemized so well yeah that they've taken all the complicated stuff out of it now what a lot of other reading will teach you because we're talking about small business owners and yeah we're your your network is a lot of small business owner community and. You always know, say small business owner under 24 million annual revenue mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and maybe tracking above that. However, the reality is you want to systemize the thing, the process and humanize everything else. Most small businesses are not made to be a McDonald's. If you need someone's mental acuity, like real estate, mm-hmm. you can systemize so much. Right. However, in real estate, you need to have, there's, there's a emotional quotient to your service and what you do. Yeah. So you over-systemize, you lose that connection. Right. And so, so when you look to systemize your business, depending upon the, what you're offering in, in, in your value proposition or your service or product, you have to be careful not to over-systemize it. To where you lose that, that relationship, that human element, emotional connection there. And that's, that lead, yeah, that makes me think about like Zillow offers, right? Like it's kind of that scenario where they tried to create this system and it, and it worked for a while or, or well, they were in business for a while, right? They, <laughs> they make a lot of money, but you know, they lost that there was no human element there, that human connection, um, which people need. And I think any, every business, right? Like needs some component of that. Yeah. So if you were... If you were to start a business today, are you starting a business based around like one of your skill sets or um, based on just the knowledge that you have and like, I know this business can be successful? That's a very good question because there's a lot of opportunity going on right now. And any business owner that's hearing this right now, that's only seeing the negative Get yourself a business coach. Surround yourself with a community of people that are looking at the opportunity. Because right now, whether we're in a up economy or a down economy, there's the the people that the the really opportunistic entrepreneurs are always seeing the opportunity. And so to answer your question, I've got a buddy right now that's looking to buy a business. And I've started just help him on the side, consult with him. And because we don't typically work with startups. Okay. Usually we work with established businesses three to five years in process, tracking towards a million in revenue. Uh, they've got their system together. They've got a good, healthy reputation, you know, good reviews. And, and they've hit a ceiling where they don't know what to do next. And we start working with them. That's one-to-one coaching. Mm-hmm. Now, we, what's interesting, at the beginning of the year, we started a, a membership kind of program, lower uh, program for businesses in that six figures and uh that that help them build the fundamentals i think we're going to talk about time in a minute yeah. uh, however just to answer your question about the what would i start well with my friend he he's got some skills 
And there's so many different ways to consult on this. So mm. I would love for people, if they have questions, to reach out to an advisor or a coach because I gave him very specific instructions depending upon how he wanted to finance it because they had cash. And I'm like, don't throw cash. They were going to throw cash directly into buying the business. Mm. And versus there's SBA. If you have a skill that you've got developed over three years, in a lot of cases, you're you can qualify for programs where you can get low interest loans to start a business. There's also, depending upon if you have any diversity in your background, uh, I know several women-owned, minority-owned businesses are coming out of the military, veteran. They, there's a lot of grants and programs available. And I've got contacts in my network that can help people get those types of, of funding. So yeah. depending upon that, you might want to lean towards your specificity. However, I will tell you this, what makes a successful business owner isn't being the technical expert. Mm, yeah. It's, it's, there's going to be a need for that in your business. And, and a lot of times that's finding the right partner that has that technical expertise. That's where I see the biggest, most compelling opportunity right now in our market is buying an existing business with a managing partner or a technician in place because there's so many people that are in the next 10 to 15 years that are essentially have no exit plan, mm. don't really have a sellable business. 86% of all businesses are not sellable. Because it's because it can't be run like that, like you were talking about the definition of a, of a business, it can't be run without the business, without the owner in place, right? Correct. So no one wants to buy, no investor wants to buy your job. Yeah. They right. want to buy your business. Right. And if you're working in the business and the business is surrounded by you, uh, they don't want it. In fact, a, a really funny analogy, I mean, a funny uh, acronym of, of job is just over broke. <laughs> and, and it's kind of, you know, yeah. that um, someone might want to slap me. Yeah. However, I know what it's like to be a business owner and work over a hundred hours a week in your business. Yeah. And so we trade up working nine to five, making a, a pretty good wage to working 24-7 and being run by a dictator, lunatic, tyrannical government, mm -hmm. i.e. yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's you're a slave to your own business. And, and I'm not trying to paint a picture like everyone's dealing with that. There's a lot of people that are highly successful. It's just the reality is that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. No matter which way you look at it, even the most successful businesses, like it's, it was challenging for them or it is challenging for them. And it's just, you know, overcoming some of those obstacles and stuff. And, and so one of those obstacles that we've, we've talked about is, is time and, and time management and, you know, having conversations with a lot of business owners in our community. I think that's one thing that, that a lot of, a lot of them have a struggle with, have a hard time with. And I think it, translates into just personal life too right it, managing time is is hard when especially when you have a growing family and you know all these things and you have to be so many places and you know t it managing your time is hard so let's let's touch on that and like what are some things that you've learned you know throughout your you know experience coaching businesses and and running your businesses yourself uh, ar around time absolutely so one, I just want to set the stage for anyone listening that it doesn't matter whether you're a solopreneur, whether you have uh, 
you're, you're generating multiple six figures, maybe you hit the 7 million mark or seven figure mark or eight figure mark. I've got clients in all categories and we've got clients that have exited and made more on the exit sale and reinvestment of their business than they ever made 30 years working in it. Uh, shout out to Orange Blossom Catering and, and many others. That was oh, the cool. first one that came to mind. It was his quote was like, man, I didn't realize that really the benefit of owning a business is to sell it. And I made more on the reinvestment of that sale than I ever made in 30 years working in it. Crazy. That gives me goosebumps. Yeah. And when we start thinking in those terms, it should absolutely shift our perspective on what our duty as business owners is. It's not just being an operator. It's not just about building revenue. It's about fundamentally making sure that we've got daily progress towards profit and towards exit. And so when we look at time, number one, time, there's no way to manage time. This is a rip from Stephen Covey and others, but there is no such thing as managing time. It's a non-renewable resource. <laughs> yeah. You know, money you can lever money you can put in a bank, you can save it. There's different ways you can earn a small percentage, money market, uh, the stock market, cryptos coming back, you know, all those things, mm -hmm. high risk, low risk, whatever, but you can hold it and you can observe when you want to take it out and put mm -hmm. it in. Mm -hmm. But time is just, it's here and gone. Yeah. And so when we think about time, we think about how are you using the minutes of every day and, you know, you run, I run into so many business owners that go, well, I, you know, I just can't get it done all in one day, or I've got this much stuff, or, and the reality is, is that you keep hitting these ceilings of in growth, every new dollar in revenue is day zero of what you've experienced. Yeah. You know, you're hitting, you're hitting new territory every day. Mm -hmm. And so you have to start pushing yourself to learn more. One interesting thing, just as a side note, when it comes to goal setting, because we're in the second half of 2023 now, mm -hmm. and we're looking at how are we doing on track with our goals, mm -hmm. you know, this process that gets missed quite often is dream state goal, then learn. A lot of times people dream goal plan. Mm. And when you set a plan for dreams and goals without learning anything new, you end up setting a, a plan that you, from the past, and you're going to end up with a very similar result. Mm -hmm. And so you want to start focusing on areas where you need to grow the most and focus on learning around areas you need to grow. Mm, I like that. Where a lot of people end up reinvesting in stuff they've already read before because it's familiar and it, and it's sort of, I don't know, it's just, what, why is it that we, we do that? It, it just feels good, right? It's like the ego, right? Um, yeah. To answer your question, though, so on time, uh, I, I thought it might be helpful to run through uh, uh, 10 steps to make each day exceptionally productive. And maybe we go through these and kind of chat about them and yeah. kind of you can tell on your experiences. I like that. Uh, so so first, first things first is there needs to be, you got to have control of the bookends. No business owner. morning and, and evening. Yeah, that's right. You can't control everything that happens to you in a day. However, everyone gets 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The most successful people, picture someone in your head that you find to be the person you want to 
be like that's where you want to be and everything you desire in your life, that person has 24 hours in the day too. Right. And so do you. And so to make every day exceptionally productive, first is have a starting point to your week to map out your week. For some people, that's the that's Sunday because Monday is when it gets crazy. Yeah. That's why everyone says, oh, I got the case of the... The Monday blues or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you're letting the week m- manage you versus yeah. you managing the week. Reactive versus proactive. Yeah. And technology has come at such a fast pace. It's outpaced our ability to catch up with how we manage ourselves. And like you said, you add a, a few kids in there. We added four. Yeah. You had, you had kids in there. You have life changes. You have yeah. geography changes, friendships, relationships. All these things stack on and you haven't been able to stop and reprioritize and reset a schedule. So. You got to figure out what's the beginning bookend of your week look like. For some people, that's Sunday night. Yeah. It's quiet. Nothing, no one's calling you. And if they are, you should ignore it. Yeah. And give yourself thoughtful time to process and plan out your week. Uh, And, you know, there's a concept called MI5s. So, right, you know, you can just write down MI5, which is focusing on the most five critically important things that you know you want to work on. For that week. Yeah, for that week, that day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, whatever. Well, just yeah. break it down, right? Yeah, break it down. Yeah. And that should be what you prioritize before anyone prioritizes your time. Yeah. What's up, Palm Harbor? It's your host, Donnie Hathaway. If you are looking to stay up to date with all things Palm Harbor, then visit my website. It's palmharborlocal.com. Super simple. You can sign up there, join the locals, where I'll be sharing more information on local events, local history, and what's happening in Palm Harbor. You know, I really want to create and add more value to you as a listener for spending your valuable time tuning into my podcast. So join me there, keep listening, and remember, together, we keep Palm Harbor local. So that was number one. Yeah, that was number one. Yeah, bookend. And then uh, two is actively block out for your task time. So being able to block out time for the activities you know uh, are profit time. Yeah. So if you have a certain sales goal that you have to hit, well, what is the lead measure? What are the activities that lead to sales? Well, you have to make sure if you have want X number of sales and this is what it, this is how many appointments or this is how many engagements you have to do mm-hmm. to get to this many appointments to get to this many sales that's that's where we talk about the five ways leads and conversion mm-hmm. and once you know the numbers every business owner must know their numbers business is a numbers game yeah marketing is a numbers game yep. once you know the numbers and master the numbers it becomes easy and it becomes fun so you have to block the time appropriate to the activities you know it takes and that's why most people don't get to their goals because either they haven't thoughtfully thought through their the time it takes yeah, or they don't have a good grasp on their numbers. And once you solve both of those failures, now you've just set yourself up for yeah. success. And so number one seems like, I mean, we haven't gone through the, the entire list yet, but I, I'd imagine that's probably going to be the most important thing, right? If you can't, if you skip number one, if you don't plan your time out or, you know, jot down your your five most important things for that week or for that day or whatever it is, you're going to be reacting to 
the week and and then you're not going to be doing those important tasks and that sort of stuff. So, um, all right. So what do you, what do you got for number three? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and on that, let me just double yeah. down on that. Is that, is anyone, and we'll challenge, we'll challenge people listening to this. Has anyone ever emailed you to check your, your P and L and your finances? Has anyone ever just randomly called you and said, Hey, I need you to uh, sell my home right now and come pick up this check. Right. No. 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 And so happen. these are, so we know the things we have to prioritize. So, yeah. so, so in that messaging, I just want to be clear that if you can, when you can work your schedule and your team around email is, is one of the lowest value things you can start your day in. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your face because that's the face everyone's like, oh man, because yeah. like, it's such my email. It's yeah. such an easy thing to start the morning with. Yeah. And even when we know these habits, I and mean, we know what it means to eat healthy. Yeah. It doesn't mean we always eat healthy. Right. It's we're 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 listening to the most successful habits. So letting email wait till after 10. Yeah. I you know, I've I've heard this before too of like whatever the time is, right? Whether it's 10, 11, or but just, but just setting a time block where you check your email and you don't check it but it's just like social media it's all on our phones now so it's so easy yes to to check it right that's it that's yeah. it and so so take it off your phone yeah right, right. i actually yeah. i set my phone to i love i love the apple phone for having that focus yeah you can actually set in focus settings now where it's like a time every day or something yeah, yeah. and put it to do not disturb because yeah. they've gotten really good about figuring out even when you put it on on disturb it can vibrate or even yeah. if you have it on vibrate it can flash yeah so so i always have my phone down do not disturb yeah. on silent <laughs> with That's, the focus you know everything yeah so speaking of that like we're recording on on an iphone right now and i have to i have to have it set in airplane mode and like the focus mode like do not disturb right because of that mm -hmm. because you still get notified for yeah for certain things so yeah so now let's say that someone's got they're listening to these greats that are saying this stuff like brian tracy's another one eat yeah. the frog yeah so I don't care if you, if you might say, well, 2 a.m. is when my high energy is. Energy <laughs> sh management is also important. Yeah. I'll just tell you the most successful time for average for brain activity is the morning. So 8 to 9.30 high focus time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The, the high priority tasks. That's why we want to push email to after 10. Yeah. And you go, well, Scott, I get up at 4 a.m. and I tackle it. I get it. Quiet time in the morning. That's all good. But I still think you, you know, setting aside a lot of intentional effort to start other people's activity later in the day and get clear on what you need to do mm -hmm. and be able to focus in is extremely important. So yeah. you said go to the next three. One, right? Yeah. Three, follow <laughs> a realistic to-do list. Okay. A realistic to-do list. And here, let me add this, is that half and half, some people don't create a to-do list on paper. We just create it in our heads. Yeah. So it's great to document it, write things down. For those that need to do that, just document taking a five-minute time to just brain dump. If you start to feel overwhelmed, if you start to feel anxious, mm. just taking 10 minutes, five minutes, just it's you would be amazed at what yeah. you can accomplish just brain dump. And having someone outside your world, outside the emotion to be able to help you brain dump that and reorganize that 
is extremely helpful tool for just organizing your thoughts and reprioritizing your tasks. Now for the other half that are really good at creating to-do lists, that creates anxiety because they have these to-do lists. They They have to get done. And they can never get them all. Yeah. Or they'll force them to get them all and they're killing themselves. Yeah. And I have clients that, that have, that are netting multiple seven figures a year that still work themselves like they're going to be broke tomorrow. Yeah. Right, right. And what we have to do with those behaviors is help them slow down and recognize they need to slow down and celebrate the wins and the progress they're making mm-hmm. and recognize their team. And what we do is an invert strategy, which is write down your to don't list. Like things you, you don't want to do or you, things you shouldn't be doing. The, Right. Things you shouldn't be doing that if you just stop this one activity, Mm. it might buy you back hours in your week. Okay. And then once you learn that discipline of just one thing to stop doing Mm -hmm. and it's buying you back 10 minutes a day, we get 10 minutes a day back in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And the, the to-do list thing I've, I've sort of, I've done different strategies or whatever for since I've been in business and it's either, you know, in my notebook, like I, d- I did that for a while where I was writing it down in my notebook, but then there'd be times I'd be think I would think of something and then I'd be like, okay, I need to write that down. And before I get to my notebook, I, I forgot what it is I need to write down. Right. So I now have it on my, on my phone. I have different lists. I have, so I have, I have category to-do lists, like the little app on, on your iPhone. Um, I think it's reminders. And you can you can set different categories. So I have I have a, a business to do list. I have a, a home to do list. We have an investment property, so I have a to do list for that. Mm. You know, so I have it broken down that way. And that's been that's worked for me because then I can, you know, if I think of something, I usually have my phone near me and I can just type it in right there. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. And then what what that helps when you start documenting at that level, what you can start doing is pulling in this discipline of future future present state. And future present state dictates that you can look to your past as a, as historical evidence of what you need to do and improve that to get to your goal versus future present state says, look three, five years in the future, really document what your world looks like. Mm. What kind of behavior do you need to to be? Mm -hmm. What are the things you, that person needs? is doing or needs to do to have the things you're looking to have. Mm-hmm. And then you, you draw those dreams and goals into your present by working through changing your behavior, changing the things you need to start operably doing on a day-to-day basis, making mm-hmm. daily progress towards long-term worthwhile goals. And that by action is creating what we call an action plan. Mm-hmm. It's not a strategic plan. It's not a tactical plan. It's an action plan where rather than just creating these insurmounting to-do lists, you're looking way in the future, pulling that into a vision mission, breaking that down into the next clear 90 days that mm-hmm. gets you towards that future vision, mm-hmm. and then breaking those down into weekly, daily, and, and, and small bites. Yeah. Actionable items that you can work on today. And, and I'm going to, and so, so in fact, the one page plan, there's a lot of greats that talk about that. Like a one page business plan. Yeah. One, well, it's not a business plan. It's an action plan. Okay. Okay. And so business plan would be for the purpose of say, 
getting finance or capital okay, or bringing in business partnerships or getting clear about your idea. But okay. once you've done and executed all that, an action plan is really the steps and the things you need to do mm-hmm. to get to that long-term mm-hmm. vision. Okay, And so uh, there's a few other things on here. Maybe a teaser is we'll give them the full 10 steps. Yeah. I'll give it to you and you can list it and give it to them in a PDF. Yeah. We'll put like a link on there for them to, to get the 10 steps. But I'll give a couple extra on here. Okay. Uh, w- this one's funny to me is I can't remember the author. Maybe you guys can tell us or remind us who the author is, but it's uh default to 30 minute meetings. Oh, you know, I, I've, um, who was it that, that said this? And it was like, why do we have 30 minute or why do we have like the standard hour meeting? Yes. When you can accomplish, maybe it was like Rob Deerdeck. Have you listened yes. to any of us? Uh-huh. Yeah. So he's very big on, on time management and, and just planning his day. And, and, um, he talks about that. It's like, we don't, if you can schedule your meeting in 15 minutes, then schedule a 15 minute meeting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be an hour meeting. I like that. Yeah. And then a couple others, uh, I'm going to jump over a couple cause there's, there's a couple other ones that are really good is, uh, obsess over leveraging your edge time. And so what is edge time? This is all the stuff that's on the road or m- my most successful clients follow their calendar to an absolute T. And what I mean by their calendar is they create, we create a, a default calendar. And default means we're setting the plan of how we're carrying out our day to the highest effectiveness. And this is an every 90 day process. However, this one client I've been working with us on for over three years and they literally, I said, how are we doing on following our calendar? She's like, Scott, I follow my calendar 99.9% of the time. Yeah. And super diligent. And then every 90 days we review that and look at ways we can shift that up because over time we should be increasing in our value, mm-hmm. not staying the same, not decreasing. Mm-hmm. And so we're constantly relooking at that. And as our life changes, we can, it's much easier to maintain those shifts as our life changes. So are for the calendar. So every 90 days, so you're saying like have a, a set calendar of like those, those five items that you that are the most valuable to help you achieve your goals. So like those items are like built into your week every single week and they don't really fluctuate. Is that, is that kind of like the idea there? Yeah. So it's, it's your bulking, your blocking time for the critical activities, you know, that are driving profit, revenue, et cetera. You know, I have certain days where I have coach days and I've, I've dialed that down to a couple days that are just high profit coach days. And then I've got other blocks throughout my week that are consistent so that my schedule becomes this routine, systematic approach. And I'm just this person working through it. Now there's things that change inside that. Yeah. You know, I don't have come on home Harbor local, you know, every every single week. week. Yeah. Um, Although maybe we could do like a segment every single week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, certainly open to it. I love being here. You're such a great guy. Um, and, um, however, the idea is that there's certain things, you know, getting out and doing speaking events, Yeah. um, being able to, uh, you know, in October, fourth quarter of, of 2022, I said, I set out my give plan 
12% of my time is going to go to give backs, okay. going to pro bono sessions, because I know that these are lead measures or lead activities that bring a certain amount of clientele or awareness to what we're doing. It helps a lot of people. Mm-hmm. My vision that God gave me a long time ago was to um, help reduce the rate of business failure down to zero in my local marketplace. Mm. So businesses that I know are great business leaders uh, that want to run a successful business, want to grow a great culture. I want to help those business owners make sure they aren't part of the 86% statistic that fails, Mm -hmm. that they actually can build a business that can be a sellable asset. And, um, And part of that is making sure that I'm available to people that may not be ready for coaching, mm-hmm. yeah. but still getting them to the next step they need to do. And, uh, and I love that. And I'm, I'm assessed about it. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. Maybe do we have time for one more or we need to start wrapping it up? Yeah, let's do one more. Okay. So, uh, gosh, nine and 10 are pretty big, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go with this one as a father and a husband just celebrate our 12th, 12th wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. You're, and you're, a, you're, you're, you're at, in the, you're in the field too, right? Yeah. We're at seven, seven. Congrats. Yeah. Seven, two kids. And we're, we're stopping at two. So hey. we're not going to get you on the floor. <laughs> That's good. Hey, we got to know your limits too. Yeah. You got to know. And, and two, uh, you know, Hey, if you have a really challenging first kid, you might just be like, Oh, we always, <laughs> yeah, we always joke that if we would have the twins first, we would have been like, Oh, so you had twins. Okay. Yeah. We had, we had, uh, uh, two individual boys first. Okay. And then we found out we were having twins in 2017 and it was like two to four. Yeah. And we always joke. We're like, if we would have the twins first, we probably would have just had two. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is, so was that a hard jump or was that like, since you already had two, cause this is always a thing. It's like, well, you, you have two kids, like what's one more. Or you have one kid, like the other one's going to help balance things out, right? Everyone's got their theories, but. It's one of my buddies said, um, you know, has like five. Well, we have some friends that have six and, and yeah. you know, of course there's people out there that have like crazy more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, zone defense now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so it's, it's actually not as crazy as you think because you're not playing man to man. Yeah. You're, it's just a different strategy. I like that. And then after a while <laughs> they start helping each other. So yeah. kind of focus our, and, and right or wrong. Hey, any, any counselors out there that, you know, that's a whole different thing that we, we need, co- you know, I probably need coaching on. <laughs> However, we, we, um, you know, we just, um, do our best to, um, raise them into well, um, matured kids. But this one, number nine is yeah. protect your family time. So as a self-proclaimed or not a, a former workaholic who used to wear it like a badge of honor, there is nothing honorable about working under your value and, and, you know, and, and watering down your value to the marketplace. Mm. And so exercising your right, if you're not able to get home by six o'clock to be with your family, you, this might be a gut punch and, and I'm, I'm putting my own hand on this. You're, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't mean disrespectfully stop what you're doing today. I'm saying can we work on a plan to get you home by 6 p.m. so you can be with your family and shut shut down your phone and shut down your thoughts and uh, you know you gotta you gotta work through that. You know I actually learned and we, and and me and some of my clients have talked through this that also have families and younger families or just had children. Their third child 
it's committing that drive home to not jumping on the phone, mm-hmm. not putting on music, being silent with yourself, being yeah. able to process. And that was the other bookmark is being able to end your day. How to end my day and having self checks and decompressing so you can show up for your family high energy when you get home. Mm-hmm. And the times when I'm, my, my work day runs over and I don't give myself that time, I'm not really checked in when I get home and after dinner and now the kids are in bed and I'm just aggravated. I want to get them to sleep so I can start yeah. having my time back. Yeah. What, what I hope to accomplish through this conversation is just that, that one, a little bit of grace that we're just not going to follow these things to a T every time. Yeah. However, to go back and recognize we don't want to look back 20 years later and go, man, I was fighting for five minutes at the end of the night when I could have just started working on a habit so I can stop the, the stuff that really won't matter 20 years from now mm-hmm. is whatever that call was mm-hmm. and whatever that customer complaint was. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't take care of your customers. I'm just saying create limits uh, and, and prioritize what's super important. So interesting statistic my wife shared with me that that fundamentally changed my perspective on this. It really made me kick, kick my butt in a gear even after yeah. reading it a million times. Yeah. She goes, you know, babe, there's real stats about uh, incarceration rate and how many times a night you're at home uh, with your family with your for dinner. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I go, really? And oh, I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be home tonight. <laughs> so, so just prioritize family time. Yeah. Even in the small, even, even five minutes, maybe you go, Scott, like I, I, you know, I hear what you're saying, but it's just not my world. Well, you know what? Start now. Start. Yeah. Maybe it's just two minutes right now. Yeah. And Start can, small. Yeah. We can develop that. Yeah. Um, the mustard seed. That's such a great one to end on because it's, it's so true. It's such an important time um, for you and your family to, to connect and, and exactly what you said. Like I've experienced that too, where you, you are, are working until the minute that you get home and you don't have that time to kind of sit back and reflect on the day or collect your thoughts, whatever it is. And then you rush right into family time. And it's not, you're not relaxed at that point, right? So then that feeds into the, your kids and family time. And then it's just a kind of more chaotic night than, than what it should be. Um, so I, I love that. And it's, I have it in my calendar every single night. It's like 6 to 8 p.m. is, is like family time. It's mm. dinner, cook dinner, get the kids to bed, spend some time with them. It doesn't always work out like that. Like you said, like it's not perfect, but, um, but it's so important. And like the, the days that you can do that and spend those time, spend that time with your family. It's, it's, it's cool. It's fun. Special. So I love it. That's awesome. And I, and I, and I definitely want to be intentional to, you know, sometimes people go, well, man, that sounds like personal life coaching, not business coaching. And the the reality Mm -hmm. is that the personal stuff affects the work stuff. So our aim is to be business coaches. Are we sometimes uh, in the pocket of the family life? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, marriages have been restored. Relationships have been built on people being intentional about changing the habits that they, that, that are not getting them to their goals. And so when we're willing to not just 
because doing parts only about 20%, Hmm. 80% is, you know, we're human, we're not human doers, we're human beings. Mm -hmm. So we need to focus on the be state. And that's through learning. It's through connecting with other people that are going through the same stuff. It's learning tools and having resources to intentionally work on your behavior, your mindset. And it's a tough world. And when you're in tough economies up, down, mindset um, can play tricks with you. And Mm. so you got to find a community. You got to find people. You got to find mentors and coaches and, and other people to surround you so so we can eliminate those threats uh to 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 help you know help help that person be the best person you know that they were designed to be yeah yeah i love that so we will um we'll put the remaining where the the whole pdf we'll put that uh we'll give you guys a link in the description so you can check out those um 10 steps to make each day was exceptionally productive i like that um Scott, it's been fun. It's good to to finally meet you in person. I know we've had conversations over the phone and our first podcast was via Zoom. So um, good to have you in person and I appreciate you being here. It was a pleasure being here. Thanks. Uh, and, and congratulations to you. Seven years, two kids yeah. and a successful podcaster, Palm Harbor local, real estate. Uh, you're, you're a great, you're a great example and uh, it's been a pleasure yeah i appreciate that and so anybody that is interested in in connecting with scott um reach out to him again we'll have all the links for for reaching out to him in the in the description below so check him out and uh yeah thanks for being here thank you thank you again for listening to another episode of palm harbor local i really hope you got a ton of value out of, of today's episode now if you're looking to connect with the guest or just get more information on the episode then you can check the description below i'll have all the links in the episode as well as a link back to my website it's palmharborlocal.com where you can stay up to date on what's going on with the podcast and sign up there to join the locals let's get after it this week and remember together we keep palm harbor local <laughs>